You're all here. Welcome to Church on the Hill. Bless you. <laughs> um, you guys have a good Fourth of July. Been kind of rainy still, but it was still good. We had a good uh, get together up here at the church, at the church with a couple of our small groups and kind of an epic uh, cornhole game. I'm not going to share uh, too much about it because one team lost. And one team won, so it, it's not going to go well, uh, depending on which side you're on. Um, Wi-Fi is not available. Wonderful. So, Kim, you're going to have to help me. Um, but we're so glad that you're here. We've been talking the last, starting last week about friendships, more specifically uh, about um, mentors and how we are a church body and how God has placed you here on purpose with a purpose. You can see our vision is to be a loving family that seeks to be transformed by the good news of Jesus Christ, reaching our community through genuine relationships as we share the hope that we have found in Jesus. But how important relationships are with your walk with Christ. All of us have broken areas in our life. We may feel like we've got a broken marriage. We may feel like that we're broken when it comes to raising our kids. We may feel like that there is some type of disconnect in our heart. Uh, maybe there's something, some disconnect relationship-wise in our career, and we can't figure out how to get from this point to the next point. But I want you to know that God has placed the church here to give us connections, to help us in our walk as we walk with Him and as we walk with our family. And it is so important that we allow these connections to take place. You are not a rogue agent. You are not somebody that is supposed to operate alone. It says that God places the lonely in families. And God has brought you here to this family, as well as your natural family. Last week, we looked at Elijah and how he could see how important it was for him to transfer the gift that he had in his life of being a prophet to the next generation. And Elisha was there desiring it. And if you remember, Elijah said, uh, if you remember, Elisha said, I want a double portion of what you've got. And Elijah said, that's a difficult thing that you ask. And what I feel like that that means is for Elisha, the one coming up, it's going to be hard for him to stick with Elijah really to be able to receive that gift. It's not difficult for God to impart into Elisha this gift of prophecy, but it's going to be tough for Elisha to follow Elijah. It's hard to follow and it's hard to be mentored because it means you've got to change. How many of you know you need to change? How many of you know God doesn't change? So who's the one that needs to change? Me. Everybody say me. And God does that through people. He does that through relationship. You know, Jesus is not walking on the earth any longer. He's in you and me. And he's going to work through you and me to help build relationship. So let's take a look at Ephesians chapter 6 verse 1. And I kind of, kind of changing this a little bit. I'm not changing scripture, but I'm hopefully changing your thinking. Children, obey your parents because you belong to the Lord, for this is the right thing to do. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise. If you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you, and you will have a long life on the earth. 
Now, I do believe that this does relate to your natural father and mother, but I want to take it a step farther. Because if you remember, Jesus was ministering and his mother and siblings showed up and said, hey, we need to talk to Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, you that are following my word, you that are following this ministry, you are my mother and my brother. He was not dishonoring his mother, but he was saying, our spiritual family is also incredibly important. Who you are plugged into, how you get plugged into the church and allow yourself to be plugged into a spiritual family is vital to your walk. It's vital to your walk. It's not about helping in children's ministry. It's not about meeting the needs of the church. It's about your walk with Christ. And it includes the body of Christ. Your ability to get to where God's got, God has for you, your ability to get from point A to point B, involves the church body. Because there are people here specifically sent by God to help you get where you're going. Isn't that good? God has created a place for you to come to get help. You don't have answers? Great! Get plugged into the body, get plugged into the word, get plugged into the spirit. God has answers for you. And if you notice at the end of this, and I want to say that this is kind of a roadmap for our walk, that God, he said, if you do this, things will go well for you. Did you catch that? Children, obey your parents in the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that if you honor your father and mother, things will go well for you and you will have a long life on the earth. Who's the benefit? Who gets the benefit? We do. The people doing it. So, I want to kind of give you a roadmap of how to walk with the Lord right here from this Ephesians chapter 6. God gives us three things. The first thing, obey your parents. Everybody say obey. Y'all remember, uh, oh, I hate to even bring this guy's name up. Then just don't. I've got to. Should I not? A comedian uses word obey. Oh, yay. Sounds like pig Latin. Oh, yay. Obey. It's not easy. Obedience is not easy. Those of y'all that know who I'm talking about, you know why I'm not bringing his name up. He's done some stupid stuff lately. People are human. People make mistakes. But if we want God to bless our lives, we are going to need to obey our spiritual parents. You may not even know you have spiritual parents. Well, I want you to know God has them for you. But it is your job to find them. You've got to find them. We've all go through seasons in life where we can't see as clearly as we want. Let's look at David. King David went through a season like that. This is from 2 Samuel chapter 12. And he was on the roof of his palace. You remember the story? He was supposed to be at war, but he wasn't. He was on the roof of his palace, and he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he saw a UFO, an unclothed female object. 
he was in the wrong place at the wrong time, and he saw a woman bathing, and he lusted after her. And it got him into so much trouble, led to adultery, and it eventually led to murder. And it cost David a lot. But thank God David had a Nathan in his life. Even for the king, God had a spiritual authority for him. And how many of you know, if you go read the Old Testament, a lot of times these kings would not take direction from their spiritual authority. But King David did. He had some that, someone in his life that cared enough for him. And I want you to know, saying something negative toward the king usually did not result well for the person saying it. But Nathan kind of led him into a little story talking about a little sheep that got taken away and got slaughtered. And what would you do to him? And David said, you need to just get rid of him. You need to kill him. You need to... And Nathan said, that's you. You're that person that just did this. Church, mentors help us get back on track. Mentors help us get back on track. Anybody here ever gotten off track? Mentors help us get back on track. They don't always make us feel good. In fact, a lot of the things that they say don't get us very excited, but they direct us away from failure. They help us avoid failure when we listen to them and take heart to what they have to say to us. David saw beyond what he had done, and he began to, he had a repentive heart. And what did God do? God restored it. If you can, put up the next slide for me, Kim. Our past doesn't have to keep God from blessing our future. Do you hear me? Our past doesn't have to keep God from blessing our future. God knows our past. He gave himself because of our past. He wants to restore you. God wants to embrace the connections, the God connections, the mentors that he has given us in his church to help us see clearly. So we have to obey. And we've got to have a passion. This is going to sound kind of funny, a a passion to be parented. Do you remember last week I talked about my dad and how he was one of my greatest mentors and that I feel like the thing that he tried to teach me the most is to be teachable. And I say tried. I'm not always the most teachable person. It's hard. But the second step is not just to be obedient, but to honor. Everybody say honor. Honor is a difficult thing for some of us here today. And I want you to know, I believe that this age group between 20, 25 to 45, I think that we have been bombarded. I say we, I'm bare. No, I'm not in that group anymore. (laughs) Isn't it funny how you think you're something that, that you're not? I thought, hey, I'm 45. No, I'm not. I'm not gonna say what I am, nor are you. Uh, but, but that generation has been, been bombarded that immorality is the path to pleasure. That Hollywood has ingrained in us that immorality is the path to pleasure. And what have we gotten because of that? We've, 
heartaches. We've gotten broken homes. You want to know the main problem with America is the home. It's not the government. It's not the political system. It's not the president. It's the home. We have got to wake up. Broken homes. This generation is so good at honoring their peers, but they're not good at honoring authority. And church, it's easy for us to say, yeah, they do do that. We have taught that. The older generation has taught that. Somehow, that's what they've picked up. We are not free from that challenge. I believe that we are charged. The church is charged. But the second step in Ephesians 6 says that we are to honor our father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. And do you know, as we're, as we're walking through relationships with mentors, we may not always get treated right. We may not feel like we're being treated right. You know, David wasn't always treated right. Go all the way back to his father. Do you know that when uh, Samuel showed up to find out, to say Samuel, one, uh, when Samuel showed up to Jesse and said, Jesse, one of your kids is going to be the king. Which one is it? Well, I don't know. Start running them in front of me. He put the pretty ones first and the older ones first. And then, no, 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 not him, not him, not him, not him. Was that it? He went through them all. The dad did not even include David. Well, he wasn't even a thought. Is there no more? Uh, wait a minute. I do have another one. He's out watching the sheep. Any of you have a lot of kids and have you ever left them at the store? <laughs> David's daddy left him at the store. Then David got involved in a new family. He got, it, he got connected to the king. He even got married to one of the king's daughters, so the king was his in-law. Well, easily he became his outlaw. The spears being thrown at him, his life being threatened. These people over him, these authorities over him, it did not always go right. But did David ever dishonor the king? Never. And he had multiple chances. In fact, those that did dishonor the king, David killed even though the king wasn't great, God has people in your life that is going to help you get from point A to point B. Joseph. Joseph was sold into slavery by his brothers. He had, been, he had gotten a dream about how God was going to bless him, and all of a sudden things all go wrong. And Joseph starts getting favor in the jail, then gets, starts getting favor with Potiphar, then it all goes wrong again. He gets accused, it all happens again, but he winds up before the king. God had a plan for him, even with pagan mentors over him. Do you hear me? God's got people over you right now that are there on purpose. Do you know that all authority has been placed by God for your benefit? All authority. Everybody say all. All authority. 
mentors in your life to help you get from point A to point B. Maybe you have a Samuel and a godly mentor. Maybe you have a Pharaoh and an ungodly one. But if you honor them, honor them. If you honor your boss and quit yin-yang and cut him, cutting, cutting him off at the legs and talking negatively, honor that person over you. God is going to bless you. Pastor, you don't know my boss. I don't. God does. God still says here, even when the boss is gone, do a good job. Honor that person. Let God promote you. Let God promote you, move you out of that place or change that boss or just bless you. Get under the fountain of blessing by honoring those over you. God will bless you. Put it on God to bless you. I want you to hear me, church. Anything worth having is worth pursuing. And nothing comes easy. Nothing is easy. What you guys have gotten through your hard work has not come easy. You're not lucky. You've worked hard. And you place work, working hard with coming under the authority of God, blessing will come. God has mentors and people over you. Let me encourage you. Stay connected. Elijah and Elisha. Do you remember Elijah kept saying, just please leave? Elisha says, no, I will not leave you. Okay, I'm going to this town. Okay, I'm coming with you. Then Elisha said, I'm going to another town. You stay. Elisha had another chance to ditch. I don't like this guy. I don't like where he's going. No, Elisha saw something in Elijah that he wanted and he had to work for it. So Elijah said, okay, I'm going to the next town. Stay here. No, I will not go. I will stay with you. It takes work. Church on the hill body. Stay connected. Get connected. We see out here with all these storms that are going on, trees with no roots go down. You must get roots down. You must get roots down. The day of skipping, going from church to church never existed. God wants you to have roots in family. Roots in family. Don't disconnect. And Elisha wound up getting a double portion. When we find somebody that has what we want in life, I want to encourage you, stick with them. If you're a businessman and you're desiring to set the world on fire in business, go find a godly, successful businessman and let them teach you. If you're looking for somebody to help, you, help with parenting, go find parents that have had success parenting and allow yourself to be taught. I want you to know parents have a lot of experience under their belt. Elizabeth and I have, have, are raising and have raised, are, are raising four children. And let me tell you, we have a lot of experiences. There's a lot of things we would do differently. When Elizabeth and I got married, we came from opposite sides of the fence on how we kind of saw how to do certain things. How many of you have ever been married? Have you ever had, did you all think the same? No, it's, it's, it's really quite humorous how much you think differently. 
Find people that have, that have successful marriages and learn from them. Find people that have, in the career that you're wanting to go in, that have been successful. Find godly people that can pour into your life and listen. Church, listen. How many here has dysfunction in their family? (laughs) If anyone says they don't, they're lying. Let us just go follow you home. I bet we can find some dysfunction before we get home. We have dysfunction. And it takes the word of God to straighten that out. But we get to rub shoulders and connect with people. Every Sunday in our Young Family Sunday School class, we share stories about our relationships and our families and what's happened through the week. And some things are funny, some things aren't so funny. But we get to rub shoulders and realize, hey, we're, we're connected to real people. It's a biblical principle that says the lesser is blessed by the greater. And that those with the learning spirit will be blessed. It's a beatitude. If we'll connect to people who have more than we have, we'll be blessed. Learning from somebody that's above us. And that's what God wants to do. And then finally, the third step in Ephesians chapter 6 is faith inside your heart that it may go well with you and that you might live long on the earth. And there twice the word you is, that it may go well with you and that you may live a long life. As you begin to believe that no matter what season of life you're in, God is going to make this season a successful one because you are trusting Him and God is placing people over you to help protect you. That takes faith. That takes faith to stick it out. Sometimes we kind of get going down roads and we start to think, I can't do it any longer. And it takes faith. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 7 you can put that one up for, for me. Thank you. It says, remember the leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Did you catch that? Remember those who have taught you the word of God and think of the good that has come from, them, from their lives and follow their example. We have some following to do. It's so important that we find the right spiritual parents. That's what God wants for you. I'm going to end with three keys. Don't make your mentor be perfect. They're not perfect. They're going to make mistakes. What happens is we get going down the road and they make a mistake and we break. Do you know the one that's hurt is you? If I'm mentoring someone, I'm going to tell you right away, I'm going to make some mistakes along the the way. This morning, I'm walking through the hallway, and I've got three people sitting on the couch that are trying to talk to me, and I just walk right by. 
I promise you, I never heard them. They weren't offended, but they certainly laughed. And they got my attention. Are you ignoring me? No, did you say something? Yeah, we did. We were talking to you. You said you look nice. Oh, well, I probably would have liked to have heard that. I didn't hear that. But it can be that easy. A wrong look, a wrong phrase, a wrong expression. And most of the time, there was no intent. I didn't even know I did it. Didn't even know I looked at you like that. I didn't mean to. But we break, we put a wall up, and we don't receive any longer. Do you know you do that to God? Do you know when you do that to your mentor, you're doing it to God? Did you hear me? When you do that to the person God's placed in your life to pour into you, you are ultimately doing it to God. You, God has a mentor for you. Second thing, learn to fit into their schedule. Most people that are setting the world on fire are busy. I don't find too many lazy mentors that I want to hang around. I don't see too many mentors that are not doing anything that I want to be with. Usually they're the ones that are the busiest because they're getting after it. Learn to fit into their schedule. You're going to have to work at it. When Elijah said, I want a double portion of what you got, Elijah, Elijah said, you're asking a difficult thing because I'm a busy man and I'm not waiting for you. I've got things to do that God has called me to do. If you want to come along, you can, but this is going to be harder on you than it is on me. But if you really will stick with me, you're going to get it. What did he say? If you see me when I leave, you'll get it. But to get from that point to this point is going to be a difficult thing. Not for Elijah, for Elisha. What God's calling you to is difficult. How many of you know when you come into the church and you start to get connected, it's tough sometimes? God said it'd be tough. This is difficult. You come in and you join our little uh, small group. We get together and play cornhole. All of a sudden, we see a side of somebody that we haven't seen before. I've got some pretty tough cornhole players. And they're not going to just let the other team win for Jesus. We get together, we start to, we get closer to each other. I can start to see your warts and a booger hanging out of your nose and your breath stinks and you need a mint. I was face to face with somebody this morning and all I could think was, I think I've got nasty coffee breath and how long can they stand here with me? Getting close is challenging. God says, I have something for you, but it's going to be difficult. You know that scripture, bear with one another. Don't break. Bear with one another. Because what God has for you inside the body of Christ is going to help you get to where you're needing to be. God uses the body of Christ to get you to where you, where you need to be. And then finally, let our mentor 
form what is needed in us. When the potter puts his hand on the clay, I want you to know, when we start getting formed, it hurts. It says you're not quite going in the right direction. Go this direction. It says you need a little bit shaved off right here. Well, I like that part. Yeah, but it's keeping you from going where you need to go. Will you yield to the potter? Or you want to just stay, keep going the same way? Do you hear me? It is the potter. It is ultimately God trying to form you through people. It takes people. God speaks through people. Development is hard sometimes. Paul told Timothy, his son in the faith, he said, take pains with these things. Take pains with these things. Maturing sometimes is is a pain. Developing in our life is sometimes a pain. As I close, has anybody here ever had growing pains? Have you ever watched your child have growing pains? It's painful. Growing is painful. Don't let these growing pains produce negative attitudes towards your mentors. But let these growing pains of maturity in our life, let them produce a stronger and a healthier person. Amen? It is your call to start to find those mentors in your life. It's not my job. It's yours. It's yours to connect and get your roots down and allow yourself to be taught. There's a thousand ways to do it. I'm not even going to start with one. But you've got to get connected. Amen? Let me pray for you. Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, for your word, for your power, for your presence. I thank you that you are here. Your word says that where two or more are gathered, you are here. And I thank you, Lord, that your word says that when you come, you come with healing in your wings. And Lord, I thank you that you have placed us into this family. One big reason is so that you can help us get to where we're going. You have a promised land for us here on the earth that you so desire for us to reach. And Lord, one of the ways that we reach it is by getting connected. You may be here today and you may have been hurt in church. I want to just ask you, just get with God. Let him heal that up. It's probably going to take some forgiveness. It's not probably going to. It's going to take forgiveness. It's going to take risking your heart again. Would you just risk your heart for God? Open up your heart. Open up your heart. You may be here today and you may have never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Today is the day. Scripture tells us that all fall short. Everyone has sinned. But if you will confess Jesus as your Lord and believe in your heart that he was raised from the dead, you will be saved. Would you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord today? Just right out of your mouth. I confess you, Jesus. You are my Lord and I will follow you. I will get connected to a body. I will get to know your word. 
And Lord, I just ask you to forgive me of all my stuff. Set me free of all this guilt and this pain of my sin. You are my Lord and my Savior. I worship you, Lord. Just thank you, Lord. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.